Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store Clearance. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with the progressive box. The moon. Yeah. That's Hugo tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi oh! This next one's for you too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine & More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine & more. Welcome everyone to another episode of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Taporic and we have a great episode for you today. We're going to talk about, unfortunately, a lot of injuries, especially in the Western Conference. We're also going to talk about Derek Rose, whose future in the NBA is currently pretty uncertain. Before we get underway, wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod. In our bio, you can find all of our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some... Hey, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Reviews, we would love any feedback. And we're being hosted this year on FanRag Sports. So check them out on Twitter, at FanRag Sports. And for their NBA content, at FanRag NBA. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? It's going well, Brian. And if you are hearing gurgling sounds and things moving around the table, it's because we are joined by my six-year-old son, Bruce, um, who will be uh, overseeing this podcast recording. <laughs> yes, we are thrilled to have Bruce on as well. We need someone to keep us in check. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it, it fits perfectly because... His knowledge about the NBA is very similar to ours, you know, right. especially, yeah, so it's it's perfect. Now that Sarah kept us up for so long, now it's time we <laughs> find our proper space down the gutter. It's fine. It's yeah. completely good. Can you say hi to everyone? Hi. Yeah, good job. Good job. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll start with Bruce's favorite team or former, I guess, yeah, the, the star. No, uh, that's his, that's still star. his. That's still yeah. his, okay. So the former star of his current favorite team, Derek Rose, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, out of nowhere on Friday, 
reported that Rose has left the Cleveland Cavaliers and is seriously reevaluating his future in the NBA. Mm. According to his story, there is growing uncertainty inside and outside the franchise about whether he will return to the team. A team source said, quote, he's tired of being hurt and it's taking a toll on him mentally. So, Mort, I mean, you're, you're our Bulls guy. You had Rose on the Bulls for, <laughs> you know, a long time. Yeah. You saw the height of him and then you saw, you know, unfortunately the injuries and kind of the downfall over the past couple of years. So I did. Did you, I guess the first question is, did this take you by surprise? No, no. Not in the slightest. Um, look, when he had the first injury, the ACL tear against your Sixers, mm-hmm. um, that was that was gut wrenching. But everyone was in full con- agreement mm-hmm. that he was going to come back. He was going to be good. He was going to return to at least form. Yeah. And then the following season, ten years, attention, ten years, ten games into the season, he um, it was the meniscus. Mm-hmm. and he missed the rest of the season. And that's when everyone sort of knew that, you know, we're going to see a limited Derrick Rose from here on out. He's not going to be the same type of player. That hope is just gone. And then when he started picking up knacking injury after knacking injury, and his his face also had a short right. fracture because of a Tosh Gibson elbow, and it, oh, everything just went to hell. And you could just sense that, he wasn't enjoying basketball. And this was a guy, mind you, that he lived basketball when he grew up. Like, that was the whole thing that he identified himself as, as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. So for him to just be out of the game so much, be in the media so much for, oh, this guy should go, come back, or this guy should retire, he can't play anymore, or whatever. That must have been hell absolute hell and then for him to keep getting injured and and seeing guys on his own team get better than him and just outplaying him all the time uh there's definitely cause for yeah the the feeling of saying maybe i should just call it quits so i'm not surprised at all i just uh i i'm i'm saddened by the whole thing because his career was such a shining light and then everything just went down to, to the gutter in a, in a stream of injuries and sexual assault cases. And yeah, yeah. Everything just went to hell. Yeah. I mean, I guess at this point, you know, even before the injury, he was looking like the first MVP in NBA history who wouldn't make the hall of fame. Assuming he retires now, are are you in agreement that he has no chance of making it? Yeah, I am. Although, I mean, everyone is looking at his NBA resume, but he did win. Um, oh, what was that? Was that the World Championship? I think oh, it was. In, yeah, in two thousand and ten. In, in two thousand and ten, right before he became the MVP. Mm-hmm. So if. You add FIBA to the list, and you also add to the fact that he made it to the championship game in Memphis. Right. Like, maybe, but I'm definitely, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the NCAA does not have any memory of him making it to the championship that's game in true. That's true. That's true. That season was magically removed, so right. all the YouTube clips that we have are <laughs> fake news. <laughs> right. Just a total illusion, just like the moon landing. Yeah. 
<laughs> Let's not go down that rabbit hole because I have lots of opinions on that. Like, how we did have, the flag? No, I'm not. We have a flat earther in the NBA. We have to go down that road. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's it's such a bummer because you know he was on a bad Knicks team last year, but and he wasn't like his old MVP self, but he still had a relatively decent season, and then. Mm-hmm. For him to sign with the Cavs on a minimum deal at least shows some humility. Like, he realized how far he had fallen in the league's hierarchy. He knew, like, you know, the the days of me being the focal point of a franchise are done. Like, my body cannot deal with that kind of load anymore. But instead of, like, Allen Iverson, who, you know, until until the day he retired, just always wanted to be that same player like rose accepted his new role and he was willing to just be a role player on a championship caliber team and he played you know his defense was horrendous early in the year but like he's otherwise playing okay like he was giving them exactly what they needed to kind of just hold them over until isaiah thomas returned yeah so then 14 points a game i mean that's nothing to sneeze at right it's fine like have him and d wade coming off the bench and that's, you know, there's they're still not going to beat the Warriors, but, like, they're going to – that has the potential to make the finals at least. Yeah. So it's – I mean, then he gets the sprained ankle, and, you know, he's played seven games now out of, I think, 18 or 19. Um, it's, it's just a bummer. Like, it's – you know, a lot of people, when he signed with the Cavs – there was a lot of hype from casual fans, like, oh my god, they have an MVP joining LeBron, like, how could they lose? And then, mm. you know, a lot of us more analytically inclined people were like, well, he's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. not going to make that much of a difference. But, like, if he accepts his role, which he did, then, yeah, he's a valuable addition. Like, he's better than Jose Calderon, which was their other option at point. So, you know, I I hope, regardless of which route he decides i hope he just has peace with his decision like if he you know if he says like i i'm sick of rehabbing like i i just don't want to do this anymore Mm. i don't blame him at all like it must be so mentally taxing and i'm sure he's just at this point given all he's been through on the court in the last six years i'm sure he's just mentally exhausted from this like it's just an every year thing with him yeah he's he has, he's missed at least 16 games in, what, each of the past four seasons, not counting this one, and he missed the entire 2012-13 season. Like, And almost been, all of 13-14. Yeah, you know? it's been since, I mean, 2011-12, and he was even banged up a lot during that season. Like, the last, yeah, you know, he, he played, what, he missed six games in total over his first three years, and then it's just been like, a nonstop slew of injuries over the past six and a half. So I don't blame him. Like it's it's fine, and if if that's the route he chooses, I hope no NBA fans give him crap about it because that that would suck. Like <laughs> rehabbing from anything is awful. Having to do it that long and that many times on that many different body parts. Like I'm sure I don't care how much money you're being paid. That just that's not why you get into basketball to be on a trainer's table doing PT stretches. Like that's just not right. fun. You want to play basketball to play basketball. So that's also why the backlash against him not playing in 
2012-2013 season yeah was weird because he actually wanted to go back think people make it seem like he didn't want to that was never the thing he just wanted to be healthy he wanted right. to get back out there and dominate like he wanted yeah. to return as the mvp and uh, and when people started saying, oh, well, he's cleared. Well, yeah, he was cleared by the Bulls doctors. Right. Which isn't saying a whole lot, but especially <laughs> right. at that point in time. Yeah. So I kind of understand why he would take the full year and just sit out and, you know, tell himself, you know what? I got to get back fully. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, he's he's that's the thing that he still has to fight against critics. And, and it's ridiculous. Um, looking at his overall career, I think it's fair to just ignore the Knicks and the Cavs, right? Just yeah. look at it as a Bulls career. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was sitting here going through it, and for the Bulls, 8,001 points. So he just broke that. 20, 20, just over tw- uh, two, two, two and a half thousand assists, less than 1,500 boards, just 30% from downtown, 353s. Yeah, I mean, those are not Hall of Fame numbers. So my question to you is this, and it's an even more aggressive one. Does he even get his jersey retired? Because the Bulls were willing to hand it over to Michael Carter-Williams, and <laughs> yeah, that the Bulls fans did not allow for that one. So Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Just given, if it was another team, like if it was a team that didn't have the illustrious history of the Bulls, maybe, but because you've got... You know, the Jordan era, you have Pippen and Rodman and all those guys. Mm. I think that's going to color perception of how this, you know, the early 2010 Bulls are remembered, even though, I mean, you know, at the at the turn of the decade, it looked like it was going to be them and then the Miami Heat, because LeBron had just gone there and joined up with Wade and Bosh, and it looked like it was the Bulls and the Heat for the next half decade. And I, right, I, you know, I guess in that way, it's like a a good reminder of how quickly the NBA changes. Like, you know, right mm-hmm. now we're looking at this Golden State Warriors team like it's a dynasty, and no one's going to stop it for the next five years. But like, you know, look bo- look at both the Bulls and the Heat. You know, four years later, the Heat were LeBron left. They 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 suddenly went from a finals lock to. Like we don't even know if we're gonna make the playoffs, and then right. they had the Bosch thing, and then the Bulls. Like one rose injury after another, Noah started breaking down. You know, it it, it changes quickly. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do you think he gets his jersey retired? I, it's a good question. I hope he does, simply because the MVP of award. Yeah, that meant a lot to the city of Chicago. I right. was there over there as well. Uh, a couple of times during that season. And, I mean, look, I've been to Chicago many, many times in my life, and mm-hmm. I always speak to a ton of people, like when I'm shopping or just, you know, sitting at a diner or something, just, you know, chogging it up with someone. And I've never seen as many people being interested in the Bulls or basketball uh more than the MVP season because of Derrick Rose. Like, yeah. I was just walking around on Michigan Avenue and people were just wearing Derrick Rose jerseys. Uh, not, like, inside of their big-ass coats, but, like, outside. Some people were <laughs> buying, like, extra-large jerseys jerseys so they could have them 
outside of their big ass jackets, right. like because they wanted to sport that jersey. There was a lot yeah. of pride there. And at the end of the day, even though I hate this segment of it, sports are about emotion. Mm-hmm. It always has been, and it probably always will be. So if you take it with with that in mindset, yeah, he should get his jersey retired. And also, I I, th- I think he did so much good for the city, yeah, like paying for funerals and mm-hmm. all of that, that he yeah. just deserves to have his night at the United Center. And yeah. like, I do not. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a surprise here, Brian. I do not like the current incarnation of the Bulls. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, a total shocker, but I will say this. If Derrick Rose comes out tomorrow at 4 p.m. and announces that he is retiring, mm-hmm. at 4.01, I want an invitation, a public invitation being sent to him from the Bulls. Wait. And if they do that, right? For him to sign like a one-day contract kind of thing? No, 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 no. To like get his, his jersey retired oh, or see, just like some sort of appreciation night. Yeah. I want them to immediately just touch on that button and say, come here and we will send you on your way in in style. Because he deserves that much. Yeah, or they can do the Scottie Pippen thing and make him like special advisor to the franchise and you know, make up a fake job title and give him a hundred thousand dollars a year and call it a day. But keep You know what I actually franchise. wouldn't mind when it comes to Rose? Okay. And and yeah. This is going to sound insane because I know that we've talked about the fact that he's he's not the brightest out there, mm-hmm. but I would still like to see him in some sort of capacity in, in terms of player development because I think he does have one oh, yeah. thing that a lot of people or a lot of players don't have these days, and that's a, a level of fearlessness. Yeah, like he just threw his body in there, and there are times when I'm looking at Jaron Grant or Chris Dunn, and I'm going, "Oh, you're so passive right now." Mm-hmm. Like I think he could realistically, you know, challenge people at practice, yeah, and just call them soft asses or whatever, <laughs> and just like go get it, just right. go get it, because you know he loved tips as well. Yeah, he loved the fact that he tips had high demands for him, and if he does the same thing, why not? Yeah, I mean, teaching he had that like nonstop attack mentality, and teaching all six of the Bulls point guards of the future to play like that would be would be pretty valuable. So I, yeah, I, I think that that would be a reasonable a reasonable thing for the Bulls to do for him. Um, yeah, it's it's really inter- the the jersey thing is interesting. I think especially I I think your point about what he meant to the city of Chicago does play into it because yeah like i didn't move there until 2013 so i was already there on the downswing and going back to that point about his 2012-13 season a lot of that felt like it was adidas like they marketed that whole campaign around the return and they Mm -hmm. set these expectations up and it was like you know we got cleared i think in february so like they built this whole marketing campaign around him coming back and then it just kept getting pushed back and kept getting pushed back. And by that point, it did cause some fans to turn on him. But I think what he represented, you know, coming from Englewood, like just one of the worst neighborhoods in Chicago, a place where you're lucky to get out alive, frankly, and like becoming what he did, signing that huge contract, like it it really, it, it does mean a lot to the city. I think there's... 
especially you know there's there's a racial element to it too like i think the white fans turned on him more quickly because of the injuries whereas the african american community is still loyal to him like i still saw people in those jerseys walking around even after he went to the knicks like you know it's just what he became from where he started probably will color you know national perception of him is what it is but in chicago especially in the south and west side like he's always going to be the beloved son there and the fact he's still so loyal to chicago as a city like i guarantee you if he you know if he retires from the Cavs, he's not staying in cleveland like he's coming back to chicago the next oh yeah so oh yeah yeah it's a it's a really interesting discussion and it's you know i'm sure hopefully we'll get some clarity one way or the other soon about what he decides to do and what's next for him, whether he stays in the NBA in some capacity, as you mentioned, as a player development coach. I, <laughs> whatever he does, hopefully does not involve public speaking because that was not his oh, yeah. forte. But if he can do, if he can stay with the We Bulls, men. Yeah, <laughs> right. If, we, if he can stay with the Bulls franchise in some capacity where he never has to speak to the media, I think it would be great. So at yeah. this point. But we, I, have, we have to touch on that one, though. Just before we wrap up the roasting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, if if his Hall of Fame case wasn't already borderline at best, I think that whole, the whole sexual assault case, the trial, as you alluded to, the we men comment, it's going to factor into voters' minds. Fair or not. It's especially just that's the climate of today maybe it wouldn't have 10 years ago and that's you know right or wrong that's probably the case um but now i just think it's it's too much a part of his legacy unfortunately i was downright scared when i saw that he did not understand what the word consent meant like literally he actually he asked for clarification what does it mean and then the fact that he was asked coming over if uh, to to the girl's apartment that you know what he had on his mind we men you can assume that regardless right. of he did it or not that's just the worst look you can give i mean that was one that really that, that took my fanhood of him down by a lot yeah and I mean that's it's completely fair to look at him in a in a as a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. I mean he because he did do a lot for the city but he also maybe violated some things with that young lady. Um and <laughs> I think he it's did safe he to did say he did. Yeah, yeah. Oh of of course but I mean in illegal way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, right. And he did. He was brilliant on the basketball court, but he also wasn't brilliant on a basketball court for long stretches. So it's really, I we should just call him Two Face, <laughs> Harvey Dent. Yeah, completely. Just yeah. you know, um, it's 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 really weird. I w- to wrap it up, I will say this much: next, the following season after the MVP campaign, he was looking better. Yeah than the MVP. Like, he was toying with Chris Paul. I still have that game. Mm-hmm. And what he did was just... He he had developed so much going into the 66-game shortened season. 
and people were just not giving him the credit because he started getting the nagging injuries and he started missing games because of it. But when he was healthy and he was on, like, I'm not exaggerating here. He was basically LeBron at the point guard position. He was everything. Like, he rebounded, he assisted, he scored, he communicated, he ran everything, and he had full control of a basketball game, which was something that was in and out during his MVP season because tips usually took over a lot of things, like calling called things out because Derek was still learning how to communicate with his new team. Mm-hmm. That kind of went away the year after. Derek started talking a lot more, and before you knew it, he was just clowning fools in every game virtually. And then he started getting nagging injuries, and the national media never really picked up on the fact that, oh... The reigning MVP is drastically improved. Huh, how about that? Yeah. So, let the record reflect that had the had the uh, the ACL injury never occurred, I think he would have walked away with at least one more MVP, if not several. Yeah, it's a shame that all of these injuries are going to kind of unfairly... That's going to be his legacy, more so than like mm. how good he was in those couple of seasons right before the injury. Because, like, yeah, I mean, he looked, he was on the trajectory to become a top 10 player, not of all time, but like in right, the league right. at that time. Like, he looked like, you know, you had uh, to I mention he, him among the best point guards in the league already. He was. Wouldn't you say he was amongst the yeah, top 10? I mean, if yeah. he got an MVP, he had to be. In theory, he was I mean, the best player. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely had him in the top three. Yeah. Uh, at at the MVP year and then the following year, then you could argue because he didn't play enough games. Right. But yeah, after the injuries, like the the fall was just so steep. Like you couldn't you could argue he was just outside of the top fifty. I mean, and yeah. then it just fell even more. And then oh, he's outside the top hundred. I mean, right. Yeah. It was a it was a quick rise and a quick decline. So it's, yeah, it was. It'll be really interesting to reflect on his career especially you know if he does choose to retire now and once he becomes eligible for the hall and like once we have a couple years Mm -hmm. to really process everything it'll be interesting to see where we where we fall 70 Um, million that's what he has to give up though if he retires outright the adidas contract yeah yeah it's a lot of money but he's also he's made a lot of money already like he and his family are pretty well set as long as he didn't Iverson his money away. Yeah, I don't think he did. I've, I've yeah. read somewhere that he actually took care of his money, but, you know, we've heard that before. Right, yeah. With players. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, but it seems like former Bulls players, it's, it's not really going that well. Ben Gordon is, like, mm. being put into mental institutions. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh. What uh, happens when you are a Bull? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in store or online at TotalWine.com. Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. 
See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in store or online at TotalWine.com. This whole episode is basically going to be injury themed because we had, you know, last week we talked about Rudy Gobert. Right as we were wrapping up recording, the Grizzlies announced Mike Conley was out indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have a few more to talk about, so let's go. Let's go to Denver first because Paul Millsap suffered a wrist injury that is expected to sideline him for the next two to three months, according to Sham Sharania. Uh, Woj said up to three months. It, Mike Malone, the Nuggets head coach, said he's looking for a second opinion, presumably to find some doctor that will allow him to continue playing with the injury and just let him save off surgery until the off season. But it sounds like at some point he's going to, you know, he's going to get surgery. He's going to have to miss a couple months. I guess, you know, (laughs) the Western conference playoff picture we'll talk about shortly. Mm -hmm. Um, But with all of these injuries, you know, it's now starting to open up a little bit. So, I the first question, Mort, is what does Denver do without Paul Millsap for the next three months? How do they adjust? They slide Wilson Chandler to the four, mm-hmm. and they start Wilt Barton. Yeah. And they forget everything about the Kenneth Fareed experiment where he started two games. <laughs> yeah. That's a start, yeah. because I'm not seeing how Kenneth Fareed is going to be a positive factor for him. <laughs> He, I mean, he played on, what was it, Friday night, they played the yeah. Grizzlies. He played 31 minutes, had 14 points, 9 rebounds, but then two right. days earlier, he got a DNP CD. So, yeah. it, it seems like Malone is still trying to piece this together on a game-by-game basis at this point, and just trying to figure out, like... Does Fareed have a role? Do I turn to Trey Lyles more? Does Mason Plumley have a role? Like Barton only played seventeen minutes against the uh, the Grizzlies. Yeah, but here's the thing: I would want a guy in, as the four who can sort of mimic what Paul Millsap does, mm-hmm. just to not throw Jokic and everyone else out of rhythm. Yeah. Wilson Chandler is capable of mimicking those things a lot more. He can shoot from the outside. He can handle the ball a little bit. He can also pass it. You have to set Fareed up exclusively near the rim. He can't shoot. He can't handle the ball. He's not a playmaker. So that's that's kind of why I want to see Wilson in that role. Because then you put Will Barton in to play Wilson Chandler's role, which he can also mimic. So mm-hmm. this design set just becomes similar to that of Millsap. You more you essentially replace Millsap with more of the same mm-hmm. and then just weaken your uh your depth a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I like I, I'm in agreement with you that I would not move Farid in the starting lineup. I would do exactly what you said. Move Chandler the four, put Barton in as the starting wing, I guess, starting three. Um and then just figure it out from there with the bench. I'm wondering if, in part, uh, Malone is just worried about bench depth at that point and figures we need some amount mm. of scoring from the bench. Or like, if I put Barton in there, like, what happens when you know end of the first quarter, beginning of the second? Like, or my is my team just going to hemorrhage points because they, they played they did that lineup 
against the Rockets on Wednesday and then got blown off for four. Yeah. So I think there are plenty of scores there, though, don't you? When you look at it, Juan, uh, Juan uh, Hernan Gomez, that's a difficult mm-hmm. name to say for some reason. Trey Lyles, Malik Beasley. Yeah. I mean, those guys I would trust. You could even argue that Mason Plumley is a guy who's a capable of raising his scoring increase just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Be- I wouldn't... Beasley yeah. isn't playing at all, basically. Beasley is a fringe rotation guy, so I don't know how much you can count on him. I think it's that... He's played 18 games. Yeah, but how many minutes? Right, eight, but if you yeah. increase that, I mean, right, I wouldn't... Right, right. He's, and he's developing minutes. He's 21. Yeah, right. I mean, this... yeah. they're caught in between that weird, like... You know, they they went all in. When they signed Paul Millsap, that was the, mm. we're going to compete now. Like, we have a bunch of young players still who we want to develop and continue developing, but, like, yeah. we have a team that can make the playoffs now. So, th- I, I guess in that sense, like, yeah, you'd like to see Beasley get more minutes off the bench, because I agree. He could turn into that kind of, he could turn into, like, the poor man's Will Barton, especially because right. Barton is, is going to be a free agent after this year, I believe, and you can't factor him into your long-term plans. Um, there is there is another point regarding Denver, though. With Millsap out, this does present an opportunity for Gary Harris to take over mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yep. Um, I'm going to give you a stat here, and it's going to sound insane, but it's 100% accurate. Gary Harris has played 549 minutes this year. He's taken 15 three-throws. Wow. 15. This is a compact shooting guard who's six four, able to absorb contra- contact, get into the lane, and he's taking zero point nine attempts a game. That's absurd. Yeah, Farid has more free throws than him, almost twice. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I mean, it does. That's not how you win MIP, <laughs> Gary Harris. No, it sure isn't. Yeah, we all look dumb right now for that. Uh. I mean, they do have, like, Jokic is going to take on a big role, which is fine. Like, <laughs> unless you're James Hollis, mm-hmm. in which case you hate to see that. But, yeah, Gary Harris seems like a logical candidate to take more of a scoring load. And maybe, mm. you know, he at, he was a popular MIP candidate, and he hasn't quite taken that step forward that we've expected. A lot of that was all of these guys are still just trying to figure each other out and like develop chemistry and feel out their roles. Um, Jamal Murray too. I mean, you know, he's, he's gotten going lately after a really slow start to the season. So maybe again, moving Chandler to the four, you have more of a small ball lineup, more spacing. Maybe that frees things up and gets this offense going. It's just like, more uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, he's, he was playing well for a while. It's starting to slow down a little bit, but still so much better than what he's used to. Oh yeah, I mean, just <laughs> drastic improvement over yeah. years past. So they do have options. So I guess that leads into my next question. You know, I asked this about Utah and um, Memphis last time. Mm. Where do you see this? You know, let's assume Millsap is out. Let's split the difference. Let's say he's back. You know, early to middle of February. Where do you see? Do you think Denver can stay in contention for a playoff spot while he's out? So, what are they right now? They're eleven and eight. Mm-hmm. 
they yeah, have to stay above. Yeah, so they have to stay above five hundred during his time away, which I think they can because Jokic is excellent. But they will need the help of the supporting staff off the bench that hasn't gotten the minutes. Mm-hmm. So if if Malone plays his cards right and make sure the rotation is a little bit more crisp and he has players contributing for that you maybe not expected going in, then, yeah, I think they're probably in the same spots, or just maybe a spot or two below where they would have been with Millsap. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's time to blow it up. Like, I know you didn't yeah. ask me that specifically, <laughs> right. but yeah. let's just get that out of the way because I did see some initial Twitter reactions, but that's Twitter. Oh, no. Um yeah, no, well, of course, it was the whole blow it up, right? Yeah, but sure. No, you shouldn't blow it up. It's, I mean, as you alluded to previously, they signed Millsap to go on a win-now mentality. Mm-hmm. Even though they're young, they decided, we're ready. We're going to go for it. We're going to win. So that also means that when he goes down, they can't just abandon it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> hey, Paul, you, you're you going down for a couple of months. Let's just screw everything up and <laughs> go on a youth movement now. No, right. that's probably not the best idea. But right. I would appreciate seeing the young guys get some minutes, not just to help out uh, with the loss of Millsap, but also to get better and be more ready for the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. We've seen good teams play youngsters during the regular season where they've saved their superstars, and then suddenly that guy, that one rookie, might have a good playoff series or have a nice sequence that leads to a win in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean Jordan Bell is probably a strong candidate to do that for Golden <laughs> State this year. Right. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean they have, as we said earlier, they have Lyles, they have Hernan Gomez, like they have guys who mm. could break up. Yeah, Beasley. I mean Plumley. Like, why do you sign him to a three-year, forty-one million dollar contract if not for something like this? You know, I guess right. We, he and Jokic have not played especially well together but now you have almost no choice but to play them more minutes together and see if they can develop that type of chemistry or you know again as you said just put Chandler at the four have Plumlee as your main big off the bench and Mm. then you know you you traded basically Donovan Mitchell to get Trey Lyles and uh and Tyler Lydon like Right, and Donovan Mitchell is looking pretty damn good. So you better hope one of Lyles or Lydon can actually get going here, especially you know now that they have a thirty-plus minute hole at power forward. I would just like to point out to people listening that Brian said that Donovan Mitchell looked good, <laughs> and I did not. So that's true. Yeah, I have to give credit where credits due. I mean, yes, thank you. Luckily for Denver, here's their. I mean, their schedule at least in the next couple weeks. it's They're going on a big road trip, but they start with at Utah, two home games against Chicago and the Lakers. Then their road trip is Dallas, New yeah. Orleans, Orlando, Indiana, Detroit, Boston. So, like, they have a bunch of winnable games, even without Millsap. I'd say they, they're probably going to be favored in each of their next four games. The Pelicans is a coin flip. Orlando is slipping lately. Indiana, Victor Oladipo is dealing with a knee injury we don't know how serious it is but you know that at least could be a coin flip like detroit and boston they will not be favored but aside from that yeah you know you got to pick up wins then because the rest of their schedule in december is new orleans at okc home against minnesota 
at Portland, mm. at Golden State versus Utah, at Minnesota, home against the Sixers, a game which I will be in attendance at. Um, then... Well, no, you don't <laughs> say. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully the Sixers will show up healthy to that. But that's the Sixers are on the first night of a back-to-back. They have Phoenix the next night, so there's at least a possibility Embiid doesn't play that night. Yeah, the Sixers have announced that both Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid will not play in tonight's game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at least we get to We'll see. be replaced by Amir Johnson. <laughs> we'll get first five minutes. Yeah, be... Or a little ogre for an Amir Johnson. Happy, happy 30th <laughs> birthday to me. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, but I mean, oh. they, they have... Their schedule could be harder. Like, it, it gets awful come the start i guess even the end of january like they have boston san antonio okc golden state mm. charlotte houston phoenix san antonio milwaukee san antonio houston clippers like he's they better hope he's on the shorter end of that two to three month time time timetable because if he's yeah not if he if he's out till the end of february it's going to be tough for them to stay I mean, they might stay in contention, but they might be, they might need to do what like Portland did last year and just go on a hot stretch at the end, because uh, oh. they might be on the outside looking in if he's three months out. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine and More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine and more. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine and More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine and more let's go right into the next one the clippers now are also dealing with an even i mean a longer injury patrick beverly's out for the year after undergoing a menisectomy uh he should be back next year they said with no problems but you know the clippers at least the denver is 11 and 8 they're in the playoff picture already the clippers are 6 and 11 they are 1 and 9 in their last 10 games do you think they have any chance now of staying in the playoff picture without Beverly, or are they just cooked already? Remember when I suggested on this podcast that we should have like one of those mixers that radio hosts have, mm-hmm. where they you can make sound uh, yeah. sound bites? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just want to throw a nuclear bomb into <laughs> into the sound mix mix right now. Yeah. So, okay. Blake Griffin is owed one hundred and seventy-three million dollars. Uh huh. Over the next, I know five he's years. over the next five years. I know okay. he dunks well, but right, he's begun shooting threes, and that's all nice. But Blake Griffin is not an MVP type of guy, mm-hmm. and he's earning MVP type numbers. He's not going to make the difference. DeAndre Jordan, we know who he is. He's still limited. He is going to be. 30 pretty soon if i'm not mistaken if he mm-hmm. isn't already no okay so july so 
next summer he's going to turn 30 and he's living off his athleticism. Let's mm-hmm. agree on that. Austin Rivers is Austin Rivers. Right. Yeah. What do they have here going forward? Danilo Gallinari? Who's already banged up. Who's already banged up. Lou Williams is playing nice, as we expected, but he's 31. He should play somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, and he's a free agent after this year. He is. So unless you want to say, you know what, Wesley Johnson, welcome. You are our new franchise player. Right. Which I, I kind of think they should because then they are definitely going to go in the lot, deep lottery. Yeah, and he's but, already yeah. 32. Which, oh, thir- he is 30 as 30. well, I should say. Yeah. But uh, look, that team is just not going anywhere. We, we, were, we were intrigued by the retooling process. Yeah. We were. But yeah, it's just not working out. And they, I mean, they, they got off to a hot start. They were 4-0 to start the mm-hmm. season. But then, in retrospect, they beat the Lakers and the Suns as their first two wins. So that might have been right. a little bit of fool's gold. But we also expected them to play Sam Decker and Montressel Harrell. That was yeah. part of why we thought they'd be good. Right. And those guys are just not seeing the court. I mean, yeah. they are really playing some weird players. And a lot of minutes where I'm sitting, you know, going back and thinking, why? I mean... Cinderius Thornwell is playing almost 17 minutes a game, mm-hmm. and he's really not producing a whole lot. I've already touched on Wesley Johnson for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, jo- I mean Johnson's I, been playing relatively well, especially with Gallinari out. But right, your point is valid. Like they, you traded Chris Paul to get all of these guys, and yeah, like Patrick Beverly was the headliner of that. But like Decker mm. and Harrell we're playing legitimate minutes for a Rockets team that is much better than this year's Clippers team. It, it just feels like, I mean, we, you know, we said it going into the year, like Doc Rivers tends to favor his veterans over younger players. And like they, he has a very short leash, especially if a young player makes a mistake. Like, it, you know, you, I, you, you said it well, this team is on a very bad trajectory. Like I, yeah, I I picked them to go to the playoffs, and I already regret it because I don't see it any way now. Like, no, not only is Beverly out for the year, Milos Teodosic is still out indefinitely with a plantar fascia issue. Those tend to linger. Just, I mean, even if he comes back from it soon, the chances of him aggravating it at some point are very high. Like, we it's right. a very strong possibility that he's dealing with this all year, and you just don't know when he's getting into the lineup. Gallo's banged up. He's missed a bunch of time already. No surprise there. It happens pretty much every year, like clockwork at this point. Now, like, they have Austin Rivers and Lou Williams. And aside from that, their guard depth is Thornwell and Jawan Evans. Like, they... And, and they're already pushing up against the luxury tax. Like, I think uh, Bobby Marks, I believe, said they can apply for a disabled player exception. But... Do they want to do that? Is there a point guard on the market right now that's worth bumping into the luxury tax for a team that's looks like it's heading straight for the lottery? I don't know. Yeah. No. No. So let's play the trade game. What can yeah. you get for Blake Griffin? I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. That's a huge contract. It is. And so the following the following question is, what can you get from DeAndre Jordan? I think that's the more interesting one because he's yeah he has a player option 
for about $24.1 million for 2018-19. We, do you assume he declines that to become a free agent? Yeah. So you have Certain to... money. He's entering age 30. Yeah. So probably to get some long-term financial security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that make sense? Wouldn't you do? Wouldn't that be your play? I I think so. I don't know. It'll be. It's, it, I'm fascinated to see if he gets twenty four million starting salary. Like he might have to take a slight discount, um, right, to get a longer term deal. But it, just because, as we've said before, cap space is a premium this summer. Teams just aren't. <laughs> He seems like a perfect bull, actually. That seems like the type of player the Bulls would overpay. Or hell, maybe, you know, Dallas. Lord knows they hate Nerlens. Maybe they go back to the well on DeAndre now. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> I think you actually bring up a pretty good point. I recorded a 90-minute podcast with our friend of the program, Mark Karensoulis, earlier. Mm-hmm. We were talking about, he, he has a Bulls podcast called Bulls HQ, so go check that one out. I was guest there. We were talking about draft picks, uh, or well, it was draft prospects rather. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we talked about very briefly is that the Bulls will almost have to spend money next summer because the reason they didn't extend with Zach Levine yeah. is because he, he will have a low cap hold. Right. So if they re-signed him before they, you know, played the free agency market, they're going to clock up their cap work. Mm-hmm. So they they have to sign somebody. Yeah. Or maybe take on a bad deal mm-hmm. and then get an asset of some sort. So, DeAndre, I mean, I know you're joking, but I I can't rule anything what they do out. I mean, right. look, two teammates get into a fight. <laughs> right. I can't. I can't. Well, we have a player whose face is broken. I can't rule anything <laughs> out anymore. Yeah, I'm only half joking. Like, he really, I mean, he's going to yeah. be on the wrong side of 30. He seems like an actual, <laughs> that's younger, more athletic. That's the way to go. Oh, wait a second. I've just checked. We're actually in the clear. You know why? Because DeAndre doesn't turn 30 before July 21st. Oh. So he probably, yeah, he's right. So the Bulls are, he's too young. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting because. You know, we'll talk about draft prospects in the months to come, but a lot of the guys who figure to be toward the top of the class are big men. Like your man crush, uh, DeAndre Ayton. You've got Mo Bamba up there. So uh, if the Clippers Marvin really... Marvin Bagley. Yeah, like if the Clippers decide to go all in on youth, they could trade Jordan for whatever, you know, whatever they can get for him, and then hope... They fall in the four, three, four, five range. Target a guy, uh, you know, a super athletic guy like a Aiton or a Bamba. I guess the question then is like, did Blake Griffin? Did you just sign Blake Griffin to that five-year, hundred seventy million plus <laughs> deal to yeah. start a rebuild? Or are you, you know, are you stuck with Griffin and Jordan, and you have to hope Gallo gets healthy and? Beverly comes back next year and has no ill effects from this meniscus injury and just run the same core back. But, you know, Lou Williams is a free agent. Teodosic right. has a player option. Austin Rivers has a player option. Wes Johnson has a player option. Like, <laughs> they might they might not be able to retain all of these guys 
they aren't going to have the money to re-sign or like to sign a big name free agent, especially if Jordan comes back. I, like I don't know how to get the Clippers out of the bind that they're in. Like they might just be really right. screwed here. I think I'm. You're asking the wrong person because this is all Steve Ballmer. This yeah. is all Steve Ballmer because he was loving the fact that the Clips were, you know, better than the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Now that's changed. Yeah. Or abs- Or on the cusp of changing. Right. So he's probably going to look at it. How can I stay relevant and how can I be the best LA team for at least a couple more years? And if that's the if he does that, he's becoming the West Jerry Reinsdorf. Mm. And that's a problem. That's not a good thing, Clippers fans. That's yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. Um, that that will mean he'll go out and see if he can find veterans, which mm. is just not the right way to go about this thing. I I'm also the really I'm always the wrong person to to ask when it comes to the Clippers because I'm not high on Blake Griffin, and it seems like everyone else are are just in love with this guy. Yeah. I'm. I don't see him being this franchise-altering talent that ch- sets a culture that can lead a team just from a communication or mental aspect. He seems like a guy you would want to complement a guy like that. Mm-hmm. I. I mean, that's why it was such a, a pretty good fit alongside Chris Paul for many years. And let's not ignore what happened. Like they got bounced by one of the greatest teams of all time. Yeah. I mean. Had they played in an era like, let's say, the late, yeah, the late double zeros, mm-hmm. probably have made a couple finals. Yeah, especially they would have matched up well against the Gasol Bynum. Like they just, yeah. Oh, they would have annihilated them. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's they. You're right. They ran into a Warriors team that was not only equipped to exploit. They, I mean, exploit them specifically, like. Mm. You you can't play two non-shooting th- big men against the Warriors. And right. you know, Blake is now hitting threes this year, but DeAndre Jordan just lives near the rim. Like, <laughs> the, the Warriors are designed specifically to beat teams like the Clippers. But that, again, it goes back to, like, then what do you do? Like, do you want to continue building around Blake and DeAndre with that in mind? Or do you want... You know, like a guy like Aiton who can knock down three pointers. Like, are you better off going after someone like that and joining this, you know, the unicorn revolution? Well, I am actually going to ask my son about that. I think, Bruce, look up on the screen. Would you rather have this guy or would you rather have this guy going forward? Which one? DeAndre Aiden or Blake Griffin? There's a lot of thinking going on, on here, Brian. <laughs> yeah, he's got long arms. He can jump really high. I'm going to need an answer. Tick tock. <laughs> All right. DeAndre Aiden it is. There you go. So we, so we should basically replace a DeAndre with a DeAndre. Yeah. Or because just you, replace Doc Rivers with your six-year-old kid who might be better equipped to run a team. Oh, absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I mean, positively. 
No, but in in all seriousness, I've been watching a hell of a lot of DeAndre Aiden lately. Um, So you guys should really go back to listen to the 90-minute pod I did with Mark Karansoulis over the Bulls HQ because we covered all of the big prospects. Aiden has some mental lapses that he needs to work on, but he's 19. Mm -hmm. And working on mental lapses is one of those things that you can develop if you get into the right culture. His body is undeniably the biggest strength of, of his going into the NBA when he realizes that he's actually seven one because he doesn't always seems to, to he doesn't seem to understand that all the time. Like he plays like someone six seven sometimes mm-hmm. and when as soon as he realizes that he he's seven one, two sixty and with a seven five wingspan and athleticism to boot, he's gonna be a tear. And he's not going to be one of those guys. Like, you have Blake, who's an offensive-minded individual. Then you have DeAndre Jordan, who's a defensive-minded individual. Here you have a guy who can play both ends, which is... I don't want to simplify it, but that's been a, a need for the Clippers for a long time. Outside right. of Chris Paul, who did that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was about to say Luke Mbamute, but that's not true, because he doesn't... You can't really count on him from our offense. J.J. Right. Redick is like... He's not as bad of a defender as his reputation would suggest, but like agreed, you, yeah. You, you're still you wouldn't call him an elite option on that end by any means. So yeah, like Blake was mostly offense, DeAndre's mostly defense, Reddick's mostly offense, Mabamute's mostly defense. It's a good point. They don't they do not have many two way players. So getting getting an Aiton in there would be again. It's just like. At that point, as you said, Aiden's what nineteen. Blake is twenty eight already. Like Blake at, is twenty eight, and he's going to twenty nine in March. Turning right, exactly. So at that point, your developmental timelines are not especially aligned. It's. It, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the whole point of this is like not only do I think the Clippers are screwed this year for the playoffs, but like. They are at a real crossroads with this franchise, especially if DeAndre declines the player option. Yeah, It's really going to be yeah. fascinating to see where this team goes in the next 12 months. Welcome to Total Wine & More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine & More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in store or online at TotalWine.com. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine & More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine & and more are you at that point where you shop like griffin and you get what you can get and or take what you can get because of that big contract so even if what you are offered are a protect is a protected first round pig and maybe a couple of attached seconds like I, do you do it 
I don't know if you go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like put him on the market and say I wouldn't do like an Eric Bledsoe. Like he has to go. No, obviously, I mean, right? Yeah, but I. I it wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to at least silently shopping him. Like I. I think they should most certainly be gauging the trade value of every single player on that roster right now. Like it does feel like they need to make a big move by February because minor minus those who are twenty two and younger. Yeah, I think right, there are right, a lot right. of talent there. I mean, Jawan Evans, he's nothing yeah. to sneeze at. Yeah. Montressel Harrell, Sam Decker, those guys. Right. I, yeah, I guess I should specify. Like, Lou Williams is playing out of his mind, but he's an unrestricted free agent in July. If you right. can, you know, they flipped. Last year they got a protected pick for him, right? The uh, the Lakers got Oh, a yeah, pick the for Lakers. Him. Yep, yep, they did. They just yeah, from <laughs> they increased his value, right? Yeah. So if you, I mean, you probably can't, you might not be able to get that this time just because he's one year closer to free agency. So maybe you only get, or I, I don't know, maybe a contender is that desperate. Maybe they do give you a first round for him. Mm. It just feels like if you're going nowhere, it's time to sell off pieces and, you know, actually value draft picks for the first time in since the Blake Griffin era began, basically. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. think about yeah. it. Like, they they had the pick that turned into Kyrie, and they traded it for Mo Williams just to get Baron Davis off the roster. Like, they have not valued draft picks for a long time, and this is what happens. Like, you are left with the roster that looks like this, where you are relatively bereft of young talent. Like, they have Willie Reed. I mean, he can... You know, if you trade DeAndre Jordan, at least he could be a stopgap until you figure out what you're doing at the center spot. Mm. It, it just, it, it, I don't see a way out where the Clippers with this core can get back in, into championship contention. It does feel Blake? like. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Blake can't be traded to Oklahoma City, right? Or can he with the new rules because i think he's like a designated max guy and i think russ is too like, uh, could you have two? you can have two i believe even though it's like one acquired and then one natural or you let me double check i'm pretty sure you can have two though okay because um, if you can i think you can't a... trade for two i think you can only trade for one but i think if you All sign right. one and then trade for one let's see but let me just hear yeah, you out on this one up to two designated veterans only yeah. one designated rookie and one designated veteran may have been acquired from another team in the trade so you, you can have all right cool yeah so you can do that oh okay so how ooh. about this Ooh, i like where you're going paul george yeah yeah paul, paul george get him, Blake to, Griffith. get him to la but don't make him play on the lakers Oh I mean, man, that's then, his wish. And then put yeah. LeBron on that team. I kind of, I'm kind of scared that you knew where I was going with this. Ooh, that I mean, you and I, we spent way too much time <laughs> together, especially for people who've never met in person. This is frightening. Yeah. All right, yeah, you were totally reading my mind there. Yes, yeah, exactly. Ooh, now that's interesting. Uh huh. Yeah, because. You can do Russ Blake, Stephen Adams, keep Carmelo around if you want, or whatever. Exactly, you have the you have the three. Yeah, the three man. Wow. So your so your core your core big three 
would be Russ, Blake, and Melo. And least we forget, yep. it would bring two people home because Blake uh right was okay okay see Oklahoma, right or like Oklahoma, he went to school in oklahoma yep yeah he did right well, yeah and also high school there yeah he's oh he's actually born in oklahoma city as well oh there you go yeah so and then ooh, yeah and then lebron with patrick beverly that would be fun <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best point guard he's had for a while now yeah. <laughs> defensive at least no I, i'm talking about this season so, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. Don't okay. don't worry. I'm not, say, do not <laughs> I'm not saying Pat Beverly Kyrie like that. <laughs> Kyrie, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, yes, no, this season that, that, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but then, oh yeah, you could probably. I mean, if you get LeBron and Paul George there, you could probably get oh. DeAndre resigned relatively cheaply. Gallo's still around. I they'd have to mm. finagle some cap because. Right. Yeah, Jordan's cap hold would push them over. I, or they'd have to get off of Gallinari's contract, but I'm sure you know, <laughs> maybe they don't value picks Bulls. and send him to the yeah, exactly. Bulls. Right. And then have Lou Williams stick around. That's interesting. Hmm. Like that would be a proper retooling process. Yeah. That's really interesting. That would I would I would do that if I were the Clippers. Yeah. Like it, yeah, I would if too. You, if you can trade him for an expiring Paul George, run the risk of him leaving, but knowing he wants to go back to L.A., knowing the Lakers, you know, <laughs> whatever's going on with them right now, like not only Lonzo's right. struggles, but Levar, uh, Voldemort is feuding with the president of the United States. Oh, I almost you said were it. Just, I almost said I it. Almost said it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like, does LeBron want? That would just be such a absolute mess like I, do you really lebron has enough of his own drama that comes with him mix him with Voldemort, right. and it's just like an absolute toxic nightmare so but even if hmm. you know paul george doesn't want to stick with the clips mm-hmm. it's a win-win because then you trade blake for an expiring contract so he's right. off the books yeah you get half a season of paul george fine yeah. that's what it is Right. And then that's it. If he if he wants to leave. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really and, interesting idea. Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting uh basketball drawings handed <laughs> to me. And one of one of them is Blake Griffin, I can see it. The other one is DeAndre Aiden. So that's pretty, <laughs> that's well done. That's actually pretty well done here. So that's good. Uh and, man, and then yeah. I mean if the Clippers have well a done, high Bruce. pick too. That's right. Really interesting. That could be a lot of fun. Well, you know me. I'm just team chaos. Like, I, I want all players on all teams flipping at all times, unless they are mm-hmm. the Sixers, in which case keep everyone forever. <laughs> <laughs> huh. But but that's at least one that you need to to consider. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, mm. you know, we're, we're basically, we. it sounds like we've both written off the Clippers' playoff yeah. chances. Um, Pretty much, yeah. You know, Utah, Memphis have both struggled of late as well without their respective guys. Do you think, like, who's going to benefit from all of these injuries? Do you think, like, Portland is now a playoff lock, basically? Or, like, the Pelicans, who have been playing well of late? Are they well, I don't want. The mix? Yeah, so here's the thing. I do not want the success of the Pelicans to come at the hands of someone else. I think yeah, they yeah. deserve 
Yeah, they've done it so well. And look, we everyone were nervous about the whole Davis Cousins mixing matching thing and we've talked about this before this is probably the third time i'm going to mention this but i'm going to do it again because people seem slow it's working yeah it's actually working so people yeah. who are who are crapping all over them so sorry honey um <laughs> i'm a bad parent right now i'm sitting here cursing um i mean it's just not justified they're doing yeah. well so this is on their own merit and yeah. Drew Holiday, when he suddenly rediscovers his his uh, three point stroke, mm-hmm. that's gonna be nice. And when he starts getting back to the free throw line as well, and not just taking spot up shots, right. that's gonna be fun. Yeah, they need to figure out how to use him now that Rondo oh, yeah. is back. Hopefully, they'll start developing a little chemistry because his assists have plunged significantly uh, since Rondo has returned. But if you can use mm-hmm. him as a complimentary playmaker and get him going a little more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're right. The Pelicans do deserve. I don't want to say that they wouldn't be in the playoff mix already because they're eleven and eight. Like they are tied. There is a four-way tie right now for the fourth seed in the West between Portland, Minnesota, Denver, the Pelicans. Uh, Denver, you know, now as we discussed, has no Millsap. The next closest teams are the Jazz, who are without Gobert for the next couple weeks. Uh, mm. The Lakers, who just lost to the Kings and are terrible, and the Grizzlies who are out without Mike Conley indefinitely, and then the Clippers, and then it's the Suns, Kings, and Mavericks. Like, the the Western Conference playoff race is looking suddenly less competitive than we expected just because of all of these injuries. You know, prayers up that all these guys, hopefully Gobert's back soon, Conley's back soon, but I think it's pretty safe to say the Clippers, Suns, Kings, and Mavericks are dead in the water. The Lakers... Maybe they, you know, maybe Lonzo Ball figures out how to shoot a three pointer, but I'm skeptical. So, like, it seems like at most there are 10 or 11 teams who are competing for these spots. So, like, we thought it was going to be like, you know, a 45 50 win team is going to be left out of the playoffs in the West. Suddenly, I looked at not this, so much. Yeah, like in the East, the playoff race is much more competitive right now. Yeah. So it it, it is. It, like, Portland, I don't think, is a great team. I mean, they needed to squeak by the Nets on Friday. The Sixers plowed them by 20 points on Wednesday, I believe. Like, they're not... It feels like, right now, Houston, Golden State are two great teams. San Antonio is doing San Antonio things, and it's still third in the West without Kawhi Leonard playing. Like, once he comes back, they will become a great team again can we lock in the pop for koi i think i mean have you seen the boston Celtics record right now they want i have but have you seen have you seen san antonio's roster right now (laughs) (laughs) it's fair but you know it's going to be the same type of thing where like he goes ignored because it's the spurs even though he's not the new flashy thing like brad stevens unless they completely collapse brad stevens is going to win that award even Look, though the Spurs are winning with Kyle Anderson being their fifth leading scorer. Yeah, I know. He deserves it. I'm not saying he's he's doing what he always does. Like, he's doing a hell of a job. But because it's the Spurs and because he's not, like, the new thing on the block, Brad Stevens, you know, they won 16 yeah. games in a row when Gordon Hayward <laughs> basically 
shattered his ankle opening night. Like, oh, I'm not saying it's not deserved. I'm just no. saying we we tend to forget the great ones. No, I agree. I mean, yeah, those two I think are one and two in the race, and then Stan Van Gundy is probably right up there. Um, mm-hmm. D'Antoni Kerr both just because their teams are so good. Brett Brown should deserve at least. I want Brett Brown to get at least one like third or fourth place vote, just so he doesn't get fired when they inevitably yeah. go into a slump at some point. But he he's doing a hell of a job too. But no, I think it's gonna be Steven. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, just the the point is, I think it feels like you know OKC is eight and ten right now, and they're in the playoffs. If the playoffs right. started today, and they like, yeah. they cannot. They are a minus forty-two point two net rating in crunch time. <laughs> like they, they melt down every time they get into a late game situation. It takes like a rust triple double against Golden State for them to win a game. Like it's and a vicious dunk. Yeah, <laughs> right. He, he needs was... to just get as fired up like he's playing Kevin Durant every night. And oh yeah, uh, but. I mean, I guess in a way it's good for Memphis and Utah. Like if those guys come back relatively soon, they should be able to climb back into the mix. Mm. But I don't know. It's I <laughs> I thought it was going to be harder to get into the Western Conference playoffs than it's looking like at least through, you know, the first yeah. of the season. I was just about to say we haven't broken 20 games yet. So right. That's true. We'll, we'll see. And yeah. and I should correct myself because I just said a moment ago that we tend to forget the greats. Mm-hmm. And my son tapped me on the shoulder and just shook his head. And then he pointed to a drawing he'd made of Michael Jordan. So mm-hmm. point taken, kiddo. Point taken. <laughs> Fair. You're Fair right. Enough. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to wrap things up with our crush of the week? Jordan Bell. No. <laughs> Yep, that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, Do I even need to go? No, I'm not even gonna. Just everyone knows at this point. Yeah, I would say just go look on Twitter for yep. Jordan Bell money gesture, and you should be able to find it. Oh no, that's not even the best part. That's him, you know, in front of reporters asking. So uh, you know, going through the stat sheet and asking reporters, I don't see cash considerations anywhere. He said that. Yeah, he did. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I just like it when NBA players are in on jokes. Like, yep, it feels yep. like they're a part of basketball Twitter. When they make basketball Twitter better, like that's probably about forty percent of the reason I love Joel Embiid as much as I do. Like, he just yeah makes it that much better. Uh, so so yeah, he's part of that one. Jordan Bell, he's he's hilarious, man. And apparently Clay was egging him on throughout the course of the game, really. Like, tell yeah, telling him like they didn't want you, like <laughs> it's just it's so vicious. And then he came out with six blocks. I was, yeah. I mean, I saw the highlights from the game, and uh, I I think it's fair that I did not get up in the middle of the night to catch a forty nine point whooping. Yes, so I got highlights so. instead, and you know, I loved every bit I saw from Jordan Bell. So good on you, good on you, Jordan. <laughs> it's just it remains so 
ridiculous that they traded him for cash considerations, but so it goes, Bulls, so it goes. I'm sure he wouldn't have been a big help when you were down two front court players because one punched another in the face. Good, good right, decision making, right. as always. Uh, yep. Yeah, I also shout out to Steve Kerr for starting Jordan Bell against the Bulls. Like, the whole team was in on it. It's great. Yeah, and did you see what he did at the, the press conference when he announced that? Yeah, yeah. Playing cards. Yep, yep. Oh, He's the best. I love the I love the Warriors. People might be pissed off of the Warriors for winning all the time and whatnot, but yeah, they understand. Like you said, they understand the Twitter game. They understand the whole viral thing. I I love right. it. Well, they, they, it seems like they now that they won one with KD too. Like they have no pressure on them anymore. So like they're yeah. really having it up like this year. Like earlier this year when. Kerr was he was he said he was gonna like clip his nails before he announced any injury designations like he's just mm. he's having fun up there and I frankly I'm ha- I'm happy to see him back out there healthy like oh yeah the back stuff that he's dealt with the last couple of years sounds truly awful so like if nothing else I'm enjoying Steve Kerr being healthy happy back out there every night not dealing with that I mean did you see the other night too like when uh during the OKC Golden State game, when Russ was triple double hunting, and I think he passed to Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams didn't shoot, and then Russ screams, "Shoot the damn ball!" And Steph, you can see Steph and KD in the back of the screen. They like roll over laughing, like they were. <laughs> they knew, they knew what he was doing. Like he passed up an open shot to get that final assist. He, they hear him say, "Shoot the damn ball!" And both of them almost fell out of their chairs. So, yeah. I... And you know what? That's scary in a way, in a good way, because it means the Golden State are in a place mentally mm-hmm. where they, they are superior and yeah. no pressure just helps them. Yeah. They are going to, yeah, they're going to cruise. There's some levity to them, and it's, I feel like it's probably helping them with the fatigue of, you know, three straight finals, two titles in the last mm. three years. Like, that's, Steve Kerr said coming into the year, that's our biggest challenge is just having the motivation to continue dominating. And it seems like, Mm. you know, they're just having fun with the game, which is, you know, it's fun to see. Like, I know everyone hates the Warriors because that's the thing to do and they're going to ruin the playoffs again. But, like, whatever. It's fun to see them having fun and not being, like, the brooding 2010-11 Miami Heat. And even them last year, like, they just had to deal with such backlash from the KD thing. It's yeah. it's nice to see they just don't give a damn anymore. They don't People care. hate winners. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because winners are boring for a lot of people for some reason. Right. <laughs> Not that I agree. Yeah. So keep I... keep that in mind, Bruce. You shouldn't <laughs> don't 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 hate winners. Just be a winner. Because that's the most awesome position to be. Love in. winners. Love winners. That's good. <laughs> that is yep. good advice. Yeah. In, in a couple yep. of years, don't turn on the Sixers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, all right, my crush of the week. I'm going with Shabazz oh, Napier, yeah. who has been, you know, Portland's mm-hmm. been basically the Damon CJ show this year because uh, Yusuf Nurkic has not carried over the success he had after. The trade deadline last year but Napier yeah. in his past nine games 11 points off the bench two rebounds two assists a three a steal a night in just 22 minutes like he's been a very underrated valuable part 
of that Portland team. So I think he deserves some credit for getting Portland <clears throat> right into yeah. that playoff mix in the early going. Because if it wasn't for him, you know, yeah, Dame and CJ are both playing well. But outside of that, like, you know, Nurkic has 15 a night, but on 46% shooting, like, you would expect more from a big man, especially one who doesn't shoot all that many threes. Mo Harkless recently came out, said he was frustrated with his role in the offense. Alfaruga Minu has been missing time. He's only played eight games this year. Like, they could have spiraled pretty quickly, but Shabazz is helping them stay afloat through this early, rocky start. So, kudos to him. Uh, it's been fun to see. Especially, wasn't he the one that uh, <laughs> Miami picked because LeBron wanted him? Or, no, 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 that was not him, was it? I don't remember. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Napier. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That was back. I I had my timeline it's just confused. Yeah, that that was it. That was back in twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah. He, he was like, yeah. they drafted my favorite point guard for the draft, and then he left two weeks later to go back to right. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, and he's. I've I mean, forgotten about that. That's right. Yeah, he kind of bounced around the league the first couple of years. Miami his first year, Orlando. In 2015-16, then Portland last year didn't have a huge role, um, but now this year, I mean, yeah, he he didn't shoot his first three years. He didn't crack 40% from the field. This year, he's shooting 52.5%. Pro- probably he, due he for just, some regression, but yeah, it's good to see him finding a role on a good to above what above average to. I don't know. I, <laughs> my perception of Portland is. Not especially high, but he channeled he, his inner Robert Covington at least with the yeah percentage. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So shout out Shabazz Napier. Uh, so that'll do it for this episode of the NBA podcast. Thank you to all who joined. Reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio. So give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes. So please subscribe, download, leave some reviews. We would love any feedback. We're being hosted this year on FanRag Sports, so check them out on Twitter at FanRag Sports and for their NBA content at FanRag NBA. Until next time, I'm Brian Toporek, and I was joined both by Morton Jensen and his son Bruce. Have a good one, guys. You too, Bruce. Can you say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Bruce. All right, have a good one, guys. You too. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine & More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine & and more welcome to total wine and more it's much more than a wine store it's the eighth wonder of the world when people talk about total wine and more they get a little carried away we're just a big friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer see we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere and friendly helpful experts at every turn you know what maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world Shop in store or online at TotalWine.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... 
Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.